Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 90 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Sailor. He's in the house. He's here. And guess what? I got special, special news for you Flow Radio Live fans. Willie has been talking into a microphone since the inception of this podcast. No, for, that's not ze- true. for zero of these episodes has the microphone been properly turned that's on. That's not true. So he's Somewhere... been talking into a microphone that's not plugged on. <laughs> plugged Somewhere in. around episode 50. 50. Got- oh, only 40. Okay. So 40 hours of radio, Willie has just been talking into the microphone without cutting it on or properly plugging it in. But so now it should the sound quality should be improved. Um with that, theoretically, microphones tend to enhance, you know, audio quality. So, we're, we're glad. It's yeah, so the... we're excited about that. Uh, but also, <laughs> I man, did you not want to do this, like, Saturday afternoon? I, I really, I sent a tweet, and I was kind of serious, like, we should do this Sunday morning. But, Willie, you were, uh, I don't think you were down. I don't think you wanted to. But I think it would have been. I did. Wow. I didn't even see that tweet. But, mm-hmm. you better believe I wanted to do it. We should have. I was just snowed in. They canceled church. They've canceled everything around here, by the way. Their schools are still not open, Willie. <laughs> do you remember a couple years ago they uh, there was like these <laughs> these you know how they do memes? But somebody somebody like screen capped um, the clo- the school closings on the on the television, and one of the schools was called. It said it said Hope for Tomorrow canceled. <laughs> like the school's name was Hope for Tomorrow. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That um, always sticks with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's been a snowy, snowy couple of days. So I was, it was nice though. They thought we might lose power, didn't lose power, I was able to watch all the necessary matches. So oh man. Where where do we where do we start? I guess we start Jason Nolf, Isaiah Martinez, perhaps? Uh yeah, perhaps. I mean So hey, I got so many uh Oh yeah! So many yeah! Things. Oh after, yeah! Gosh. After that, this is gonna be the worst episode match. ever, just because you're gonna be insufferable. No, I'm you're not. You're gonna be I'm insufferable. Not, I'm not gloating. I'm really not gloating. Uh, I mean, it's not the first time I ever got a pick, right? Right? It's close. But yeah. it, I mean, it it was it was kind of an out there pick, but um, but you get some right, you get some wrong. But I never before there was never a pick that people like text me. Good job! Like, like that was a great pick. That was like there was there's a message board thread on Penn State that was like Sailor deserves some credit. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I really don't deserve any credit. I thought that I thought that Nolf would win, and I certainly didn't think it would happen like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- no one, no one could have predicted that. And I, I you know, it was. I've I've heard some people, and you may have even said this as well. Like, neither of them looked that great. I thought, 
I thought Jason looked great. I thought, I mean, that's what you get when you have two guys that let it fly. Uh, there's gonna I, be points scored, and there's guys are gonna get the legs. Guys are. I didn't I understand. Know. I don't. I didn't think that. The reason that I think that neither one of them looked good was not because there was points scored. Okay. I just didn't think. I thought both of them looked really tentative. I thought Jason what? looked. What? I hadn't. I. That's what. Hey, that's what my assessment was. I thought Jason looked tentative early and wasn't moving like himself early and wasn't his assertive self early. Hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I don't think that, I don't know. Imar didn't look himself either. No. And a, a lot of speculation, you know, what was going on there. I mean, the way he got pinned was, was weird. Like he was trying to pass the leg and it was clear he wasn't going to pass the leg. And then I don't know. It was, just a weird position he couldn't recover from or, or what, but well on the big 10. So, you know, we're watching on the big 10 network and it kind of looked like he could have fought it harder and maybe he just quit. You know, I was like, Oh man, did he just, he just quit. But then on the angle that we got it, he was stuck there for a while. He like, he, it looked like he was more stuck than quit. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I don't think I mark quit. I mean, on the angle, not only did it look like he kind of quit on the Big Ten angle, it almost it also looked like maybe he wasn't pinned on on our angle. It looked like he was stuck and stuck. Yeah, stuck for about four or five seconds, and you know, so so the loss happens. Imar no longer undefeated. He was undefeated freshman, NCAA champion. He was undefeated to this point this year. It looked great. Now that he's lost, I mean, he he was going to carry that weight. Of the undefeated and that the Kale Sanderson was going to follow him until he lost. Is it a weight off him? Is there a little less pressure for him? Is it almost going to be a, a a beneficial thing? Now I just have to worry about winning NCAs and winning NCAs only. Uh, I don't know. No. Why? Why wouldn't you want that pressure? Yeah, I don't know. I've never why, been. Why wouldn't you want that pressure to? I I don't know. I don't I don't know that it's good in any way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's certain no. No, I'm not saying it's good, but in in a way, it could have some, you know, guys carry pressure differently, and I don't know how how Imar carries it, but maybe it's you know, now it's just one less thing to, uh, one less question you have to answer every after every match. Um, I mean, you you're only really, you don't have to get up for every match, but you have to get up for a lot of matches, right? Like, yeah. Jason Nolf, I mean, uh, Isaiah Martinez doesn't have to be up for Michigan State, you know. He doesn't have to be up for it. I don't I, I think that pressure is good sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, one thing that that really stood out to me, and this was something I kind of had thought, that Jason Nolf is like physically a lot more imposing than we realized. His snaps were effective against Isaiah. Uh, he didn't yeah. score. I don't think he scored off a snap. But there was a couple times he, he brought – Isaiah's head down, his hands touched the mat, like he was getting great movement pulling on the head. And that just, you know, if and that for me, so okay, I'll own a little bit where I was was wrong. Like the physicality, I thought the power, the strength uh of Nolf, he would just need to adjust to it eventually, but man, no, he doesn't. And that that was an area I was wrong, and I also underestimated how strong, how powerful he was and how um much ability he has to kind of stand in there and fight with a guy that's as excellent as Isaiah Martinez. So that's an area where I was wrong, and uh, yeah, I'll own, I'll own a little bit of that because he's he is a beast, and not just in in wrestling skill, he's incredibly strong. I thought both of them snapped really well. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, oh, Imar was definitely getting good reactions, good heavy hands. Um, you know, what did you think about the that first exchange with that double unders? Do you? Wh- do you think that was like a moment? When I Imar... mean, it's it's frustrating, right? Like, Imar moved him well, I thought. Yeah. Uh, and then he still couldn't score on it, uh, right? Uh, yeah. North count North countered that. I don't know. Was that maybe a little frustration? Was that maybe a little? I think the big turning it, point. It winded him. I think the the big turning point for me was there were like three bad things that happened to Imar within like ten seconds of the score clock. Nolf gets a really weird escape really late in the uh, in the first. That probably shouldn't have been 
They I, were they I, were out of the cylinder, I thought. I, that was weird. And did he even like they were kind of laying side by side. There was like a wizard over it just didn't look it just Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, it was maybe it wasn't escape. I don't but it was it was weird. It was weird, sure. but you know the fact that they reviewed it, they reviewed it. And I thought, stood by it. But right, then so, okay, the next one is the the next one is the the stall. Stall call, right? And when I when that happened, so so Nolf gets rear standing. I mean, Imar gets rear standing. He's behind Nolf on top. And there's and he gets called for stalling for not returning him to the mat. And at that moment, didn't, weren't you like, wow, <laughs> wow, the undefeated returning national champion it's in not... his own house is getting a quick trigger. <laughs> quick trigger. Then he proceeds to get, after giving up the escape, and I will say this about the official, he was consistently banging guys on top who were not returning. And it, it seemed like it was always Illinois guys, too. If I if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of well, Illinois guys get hit. But I think then, that the calls were. I think that the calls were right. I think they were spot on. Yeah, I don't disagree. But but, it, but referees are so terrible, generally speaking, that you don't think they're going to make the right call. Right. I just thought it was interesting. I mean. And then you think if if anyone's going to get the benefit of the doubt, it's the undefeated NCAA champion in his own gym. So sure. then, he get, they end up escaping or whatever. They're neutral. And Imar ends up out of bounds and gets, and not only is he out of bounds, but then when Nolf comes forward, he doesn't really pressure back in. Then he gives up the stall point. And that's when you can see Isaiah was like, you know, he kind of gestured at the ref, like, really? And looked back at his corner, and I was like, wow, this things are trending the wrong way. And then sure, Nolf ends up on a beautiful single leg, and that was the match. Uh, I, I, it was a, it was a really impressive <laughs> performance by by Penn State yet and this is something we, we talked about we talked to each other as soon as it happened um, the biggest thing that may have come of this is well, not Nolf well we didn't talk about Brunson yet right 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 but the biggest thing I mean because that's I mean the number one beat the number two okay the biggest thing Willie that was a big match though okay yeah but with a big with a big sequence, right? Brunson wrestled him really tough. He has a sh- chance to score to take the lead on the edge. Was it to take the lead? I don't think so. Okay, okay. So, but Brunson's working on a good takedown. He adjusts a couple times, and it looked like he quit too, right? Oh, Nickel got the-, the two. I mean, I don't know how he was able to put him on his back from that position, um, and just take him over and pin him. But my my point is, yes, that was a, a nice win for Bo. Um, but the if you let me make my point without interrupting me, Matt McCutcheon's injury is big, and we don't know the extent of it. We know, I mean, if you watch a lot of wrestling, if you watch sports, you know those kind of weird knee injuries where they take it the wrong way, and it was a weird finish by Kepke. It's a it's a problem if if McCutcheon's got a serious knee injury because they don't have a lot of options there, not on. Matt McCutcheon's level. They don't have a, you know, if this happened to Corey Rashid, okay, we have Morelli or Hammond, but they they don't have that situation here, right? Uh, you know, Nolf Imar is the big draw. Um, you even have Conaway, um, Richards. Richards in there, and Brunson, and Nickel, and you're like, man, these are some great matches. And when the dust all settles, the Matt McCutcheon thing might be the biggest thing that happened in that duel i mean for the national title race yeah absolutely um, because you know that you know that imar's gonna have his day and he's gonna have his response and right that um you know it it does say something about where nolf is but it's kind of more confirmation of, of what we figured and bo nickel is the truth and we know that but you've got a top 10 the sixth or seventh ranked guy in the country goes down and it looks bad and even if he can come back McCutcheon has been battling injuries. He had he's been bugged by this back. Now we've got a knee, and as good as he is, as great a shot as 100% Matt McCutcheon has at placing, it's gonna be darn tough if he's got a bad knee injury on top of his back, yeah. and they don't have a, a lot of options. I have I have never I am so um, guilty of this. I have never met a conversation, whether it be on a message board or with a buddy or in an email. I've never met a conversation on future lineups 
that I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a dork that way. Like, you know, what is, uh, what do you think um, Chad Nuga's lineup's going to be in 2019 if they move this guy here and then they got this guy coming in as a recruit? You know, I can, I love doing that. I don't know why. I geek out on it. But, you know, Penn State's the Iowa's, the Oklahoma State's, Minnesota's, those are the ones you really dig into. And, and everything changes with an with an injury, with a signing, and you're like, oh, now like this is our depth chart and our projections, and I love it. But if Matt McCutcheon's out, we don't know for sure. But um, if he's out extended period of time, now you got to start thinking: Can Phipps get back down? Can can one of the sixty fives maybe um, maybe Rashid, who's really oh really good, but having trouble. Holding weight, I you know what it, it's something to consider, right? It's I think maybe, but at the same time, man, I I watch Shakur Rashid and I think just get that guy to march, just get, get him to march, get right. him to march. I look at that weight class, I look at how he wrestled against the number four guy in the country, and I'm like, you know what? If that tank's in order, he's gonna beat a lot of good guys, and he's got potential to place five. And you see him strap that cradle on nonchalantly against a guy, Steven Rodriguez, that we know is darn tough. You see that? You've seen the guys he's beaten? I, I want to get that guy to march at 165. And he just needs three days to have it all together with the weight cut. And yep. he is such a problem. I, As tempting as it may be, let's bump him up. I'm not, I'm not pivoting off that. I'm going to try to go uh, a different direction because I just think, man, he is, he is darn – Darn good, darn. Good. Yeah, he is. I'm a big fan. Um, but you I know, think I think he's an X factor when it comes to when it comes to March. I mean, if he can hold it, like it's. We were talking, me and Christian off off air the other day about you know. Well, first of all, wrestling's weird in the sense that name another sport that has its <laughs> name another sport that has its crowning moment, its its championship. In a format that is never wrestled, is never competed in, in any way, at the, any time of year. The three days. N- NCAAs is the only thing that's a three-day thing. Yeah. And so, but me and Christian were talking, guys like Rashid, guys like Micah, Micah. Jordan. Um, Friday morning. Will, will the three-day weigh-in, the multiple-day weigh-in, affect them? And really, it's the Friday. That's when we think. Is, um... Yeah, but it's the Friday, Christian. It's the fr- right. It's the fr- it's Friday because I mean, if you weigh in Saturday, you only have one match, right? Or right, and then you. you but win. it's what the problem is though, Christian, is that you can't balloon up, right? You can't like get completely out of control after the second weigh-in. You still have to manage it, right? Right. So even if you win your quarter, Friday night. Is that what it is, Friday night? I don't know that. Anyway, you have Doesn't to you matter. have to all day Friday managing it, not just weigh in and you're good. Right. So guys like semis that. semis are Friday night. Semis right. are Friday. Um. So, in this this whole conversation makes me circle back to another concession I'll make. This is this is your lucky day, Willie. I'm probably I I probably. There will be some sort of recording malfunction, and this will never get uploaded. I'll, I'll do the live, but then I'll delete You're all the— to come around, kid. I'm just going to delete everything, and, and these concessions will be just permanently removed from the record. But for right now, um, I'll make one more because I was saying, you don't need Neville's. You, come on. Don't bring him back. Get, use him in five years. And, a con- and I'm not even going to make a concession. It's just— Oh, stop. I, I, I'm, let me retract uh, what I said. I didn't consider— Okay, I didn't consider four or five years down the road the recruits they're going to be trying to pursue. Um, Nick's little brother, Gable Stevenson, guys like that. And if they have Nick an extra year, it kind of it can throw a wrench into that. And those guys are not going to want to. Well, I don't know about Neville's, but a guy like Gable's not going to want to wait a year. So I think for me, see, for me, it that that does come into play who they're recruiting and this and that. But my. I would always err on the side of uh, going for it. I'm not sitting, and this is all contingent upon somebody being completely healthy um, or, or very close to healthy. Um, 
I would not sit Nick Nevels to have a year in 2020. Um, I would not, you know, I would not sit a guy because I think we can win it without him. Don't think, make it happen. Like make make sure, right? Yeah, yeah, make sure for sure. And I mean, one of their big guns could roll an ankle in the in the first round. Yeah. And I was I was just toying so with my rankings document, it's really easy to kind of mess around with team scores and move guys around. And with a few very reasonable changes, the adverse things that could happen to Penn State, um, they're they're right in the middle of a dogfight. So they're up, you know, what it was thirty points against uh, Oklahoma State second, and then everyone else is really close behind Oklahoma State. A few little things, you know, Nolf could get third because here's one thing w- that could happen. That's almost. You're gonna dork out on seeds right now. It's, it's not. I'm not gonna dork out. Very very basic. Imar beats Nolf for the Big Ten title. That's reasonable. Ian Miller will not lose a match. That's very reasonable. Ian and Miller. Ian Miller's the one. Ian Miller's the one. That means at NCAA's there's a Imar Nolf semi. Is it reasonable that Imar would win that match? Absolutely. So that means Jason Nolf is wrestling for third. Now these are, you know. It, it hasn't happened, but it could. That's reasonable, right? Bo right. Nickel, you know, he's ranked one. He's a freshman. He is the best guy at this weight, but the best guy doesn't always win. That's just that's the way it goes. That happens every year. It happened last year at this weight. Robert Kokesh, the best guy, did not win. Um, so that could happen. If he gets third or fourth, that's reasonable. That could happen. Um, you take McCutcheon out, okay, in his points, that could happen. What you're saying is... You're, t- you're telling me there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. One in, and it's not the one in a million uh, Mary Swanson type of chance. Well, that's what I'm saying. Put Neville's in yeah. there. Yeah. So, so for these reasons, um, not maybe the reasons you outlined. I think you were you were right for the wrong reasons. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, why? Why uh, would you? We're not going to get into that. Um, so, yes, I, I agree that Nick Neville's is the way to go, if possible. I mean, obviously, he's got a torn pec or whatever it was. If, if it's not healed, you don't wrestle him. But if he's okay, he's drilling now, if he's going to be ready, if it's possible, send him out there. I think I think that's the way to go. All right. So. But Penn State's good. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm going to break it. All right, so, breaking. so, Okie State beats Missouri, right? Yes. This sets up some really goofy stuff goofy. for this bowl series that's going on. Goofy. So if if Missouri beats NC State, who? Or for, let's let's first of all let's say who do you have in that duel? Missouri, NC State. Missouri goes goes at NC State. I think in a in a couple weeks. Who do you have in a Missouri NC State matchup? I, I think it's a tough matchup for for NC State, and this is this is one thing. Missouri homers, specifically Ben Askren, where, where they kind of miss the point. Okay. Yes, if you look at the individual rankings, Missouri is ranked higher and more than they are. Okay. But what you can't factor in, you don't know how bonus points are going to play. How is Nick Wazdowski going to pin James Romero? Okay, so just because yeah, they get 285 and you get 174. Well, Blaze Butler's not going to pin Nikki Hall. and they're, So there's so many variables. That's why you have to go with the results, the the win-loss results. Okay, Oklahoma State beat, uh, lost to NC State, and they beat Missouri. NC State's undefeated. They're ahead until further notice. Now, that said, you favor Missouri at 25, 33. Um, you favor them at 49. You favor them maybe at 65. You favor them at 74 for sure, at 84 for sure, um, and at 97. So that's 6-4, okay? So 6-4. But the so th- the, point, the point being is Missouri has a realistic shot to beat NC State. And now, how, yeah, but also if Missouri, what? NC State could lose before this, too. They've got, if, right. if Tech's full strength, they're going to give them a, a run. And they have Nebraska. All right, so think think of this: if if NC State loses somewhere along the line, right? Oklahoma State rises to to be the number the the highest ranked non Big Ten school. 
which means they would go to Penn State and wrestle for the national dual title, essentially, right? That'd be the number one duel. That'd be the like the BCS Bowl. You're saying Oklahoma State would. Oklahoma State would because mm-hmm. they'll be the highest non-Big Ten. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now, Penn State would be favored. Well, first of all, it's purportedly, like John Smith, I guess, isn't sure if he's going to participate in the bowl series or Oklahoma State. Really? That's what I was told. I don't know if it's true. I read that somewhere. Um, but if he did, if he did, if, if Oklahoma State did go to Penn State and wrestled in that thing, which is supposed to be for the number one spot, national championships, or duels, whatever. Give me a uh, Right, well, this is what I'm getting at. Now, Penn State would be favored, but but hypothetically, it's just the setup doesn't work, right? Because if Oklahoma State would win, um, and, and we don't have to say Oklahoma State beating Penn State, we could say this is a scenario where Team A, Team B could beat Team A and win this bowl series thing, but Iowa owns a head-to-head win over them and is undefeated. Yeah, and Oklahoma State has lost to NC State already, as in addition to Iowa. So yeah, I mean it's it's well first, it's not a true duels champion. I mean until uh, the Big Ten doesn't, they don't duel everybody, and that's that's a huge flaw in this system, right? Like well, I, I'm you, saying, I'm saying right, it's, it is it's right. I'm saying it's flawed, and I'm saying how would you feel if you were Iowa? It, 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 you know, if feels, you're undefeated, you're undefeated, and a team that you beat could hypothetically win this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, based uh, off, of, like, based off, it's all based off of rankings. Rankings, rankings, and not it's not really ranked. Yeah, it's not based on results. I, it's I based know. off of rankings, and it's and, and it's like I think it's cool the system to not. It's it's interesting the Big Ten versus non Big Ten, but. You're going to have this problem often where the number one and number two teams are both Big Ten teams. And right. some years are not going to hit. Right. And that's when that's when I really have a problem with it, when the number one and two teams don't hit in the Big Ten. Like, let's say, for, for example, Iowa and Penn State are the two best dual teams in the country. Let's just assume that is true. They are far and away the two best, okay? And they duel and whatever. Penn State wins, let's say. And then th- we have a quote championship dual match between the number one non-Big Ten and the number one Big Ten. I'm okay with them saying that the winner is the champion, even yeah. though that right. that's okay, right? Because yeah. Iowa, you had your chance, or Penn State, you had your chance to win it. But when it's when they don't wrestle, and it's just a completely arbitrary, and it's arbitrary who they choose to um, crown the number one, because uh, as, I mean, Penn State, in my opinion, is a better dual team and a better ter- tournament team, but it hasn't yeah, been proven and, and in I results. Think- Right, I think um, resistance to to this system of the ra- of of a being determined by rankings has been a little bit muted because I think everybody would concede that Penn State's a notch better than Iowa. But think about in typical years when they're really close. Right now, it's going to be determined by a ranking. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't I don't understand. It's it's. I mean, at the end of the day, someone's going to hold a trophy, and we're, we're going to know it doesn't really mean well, a, a whole, duels, whole lot. Well, duels in and of themselves, are, I mean, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it manifest before our own eyes. Duels are a horrible, mm, a horrible test for supremacy in my, you know. It's all matchup-based. It's all matchup-based. I mean... You can see teams that you could see matchups like, heck, going into Illinois, Penn State. That was a great matchup for Illinois. It I was mean, a great matchup for Illinois. I mean, th- if if Illinois would have won five or six matches, you wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been that surprising. Right, right. And then I mean, assume that happens. Iowa has already waxed Illinois, but then. So, so we've got Illinois really competing with Penn State, hypothetically. Iowa's already smashed Illinois. And then Penn State, in my opinion, would really is a bad matchup for Horrible Iowa. Horrible matchup would, for and Iowa. And they would beat them badly. So you the have extent three. That you, could, you could conceivably see Penn State winning eight or nine matches against Iowa just because how they match up. Right. It's just bad, bad matchups. 
So you have three completely inconsistent results within these three duels without things really going haywire, like not major upsets going on. That just shows that duels are finicky. I mean, they're just they're just finicky. It's not a way to um, just not a way to determine a national title. Uh, where, um, especially when, especially when it's a bracket system. Because then it's all matchup based, right? And there's there's high school tournaments where it's round robin, right? Where you have like four teams in a pool and you wrestle all three. Then that would be maybe a little bit more okay. You beat everybody. Yeah. But but when you have a one and a four seed and on the top and a two and a three on the bottom, well, okay, maybe the two seed beats the three. But the two seed wouldn't have beat the four because of the matchups the way they are. You right. know what I mean? It's just it's just finicky. I mean, NC State beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beat the brakes off of Missouri, and now Missouri's probably going to beat NC State. Why? Matchups Match only because of matchups. And I don't. Okay. And who's better? I don't. And here's my question: You say Oklahoma, oh, Oklahoma State would go to Penn State. Why? When they have the loss to Oak, to NC State, and why not Missouri? And why not NC State? Why not Missouri? They beat Missouri. Okay. Why not NC State? Because under the – well, it is NC State. The only way that NC State doesn't go is if they lose. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds like a three uh, – you know, NC State beats Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beats Missouri. Missouri beats NC State. You don't see how those are very even. Like, that's the same thing. That's their only losses. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Based – it's based on rankings and, and, you know, last team that lost. Yeah, that's dumb. I mean, what? So because Pat Papalizio scheduled Oklahoma State early in the year, it doesn't matter as much? Uh, that happens all the, that happened all the time with the BCS in football. That's dumb. All the time. If you lose late, if you, you're screwed. If you lose early, you can rebound from that. That's dumb. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm not, it's reality. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know. So, also, in this whole dual situation, I mean, I got a situation on my hands in high school, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blair beats Sam. Blair beats Sam pretty soundly. Uh, I actually You had said a... it when this happened, that St. Paris Graham screwed everything up. Are they? Yeah, it was disaster. Yeah. For a couple reasons. Um, I, You know, me and Ryan did the uh, preview and we made our picks. I was pretty darn close with the Blair picks. There was a couple... You know, obvious. Um, they bumped I didn't have down. Singletary beating beating Renan, and and there was a couple of flip flops. But um, thirty five twenty was the final score. I I, I think I had a thirty two twenty two. Um, but that's you know that's how the matchups go. That's that's what we're talking about when we're saying duels are about matchups. Now, the problem is, how heavy do you weigh St. Paris Graham's win over Blair? Um, is is St. Paris Graham that good? Or did they match up well with Blair? And does it really matter if it was just a matchup thing? Or does it only matter that they won? Um, the problem for me is, and I'll be honest, I'm a little critical of Graham's schedule. They yeah. wrestle Iron Man, and then they wrestle Blair in a duel. And that's all you get. Yeah. So on paper, what you have is, if you consider them head-to-heads at Ironman, Graham is 0-1 against Sem. They are 0-1 against Blair. Mm -hmm. They pick up a dual win over Blair. They're 1-1 against Blair. But they're still 0-1 against Sem. Right. So <laughs> I say Blair, Sem, Graham. That's what I think is I'm going to do. And all the Graham people will complain. Well... That's that's how it goes. I mean, it's I I mean I don't know. I mean they they were all in the same gym, right? Mm -hmm. I mean you you had your chance in my opinion to do it, and you beat them in the Blairs, or you beat you won a duel, so you get you get a little love for that. But one duel, I don't know. That's just how I view things. I, I don't, it's I just, different. I've never done. High I don't understand. Team I don't understand why they don't. I mean, it's more it's beneficial to them if they wrestle a. Tougher schedule. I don't understand why they don't. Well, are there any restrictions with Ohio teams? I mean, they they get one trip to a non-contiguous state. Non-contiguous meaning they could go to New Jersey. Meaning they could go to Pennsylvania as many times as they want. Meaning oh. they 
Oh, okay. So they could go to Powerade. They could go to, um, you know, whatever. Escape the Rock. They could go to all those tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying they have to go to. I don't. I'm not saying they have to do anything. I'm just saying it would behoove them if they wrestled somebody, another, you know, somebody else top ranked. Um, it would justify. It wouldn't just be a a, a potentially fluky matchup based duel right you're trying to build the best resume i don't know if they if you know if they how had do they a... match up against sim i don't know i didn't really break it down because all right because here's the thing that that people are grilling me about and i and i mentioned it before you can't just look at okay sim has eight guys ranked higher than blair guys at their respective weight classes well then sim's better or vice no. versa, if Graham was better in eight weights or, or whatever. Because can't do that. you can't do that. Because I could have one of my scrubbier guys pin one of your scrubbier guys, but my rank guy only got a decision over your non-rank guy that's really like ranked like 28th. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. So you can't do it like that. You can't do it like that in college either. It's it's You have to go by the results. So I, I don't envy your position. Someone is going to be mad at you. Um, so that heavy is the crown or whatever that saying is. Um, <laughs> so what was your what was your take on the Oklahoma State Missouri Missouri duel? Is is um I, I mean the streak, right? It's the streak. streak. We got to talk over. about the streak. Streak's over. We talked about that a lot going in. And for me, it's like, well, you know what, Missouri, you wrestle a lot of you wrestle a lot of good teams. This is probably going to happen. Um, it, it's just the nature of it, right? Like you, you schedule all these hammer squads. You're going to have a down match, and that's what happened. And they lost. But really, you know, they're right there to Barlow's right there to beat Clamara. You know, Sinan. Right. Yeah, they there. won a lot of matches close. They won the, and that set the tone. After they lost the first three, it was it was a long it was a long way back. And then Miklas beats. Um, Boyd beats or, Miklas. Yeah, Boyd beats Miklas badly, and that's when I mean that it was over before. You know, I did, Nolan Boyd, man, gotta like the I like the guy. The kid competes hard. He does. I mean, th this is a guy. I did you were you aware of his existence in high school? No. Okay, you were not aware. Willie, the probably the foremost high school mind, did not know this. This was a name. This was a person. He went and to he, like a weird like Deer Creek or something. <laughs> That's almost the weirdest Buffalo Gap. So he is on the Oklahoma State roster. He beats out, as a freshman, he beats out Fargo champions Jordan Rogers and, and Kyle Crutchmer, right? No big deal. No big deal. This guy, you have two blue chippers, and this guy from back in the holler, we'll say, in Deer <laughs> Creek, comes out. He Dude, beats, he, he's, beating, he's from the Shenandoah Valley. He's from the Valley, and he's rolling up. He's like, no, I'm actually going to be the starter here because I'm better than you. And – he hasn't given the spot back. It's, I mean, Crutchmer obviously was a 74, but still, like, this is, that is, for, for a team that brings in as many hammers, with, when you have guys coming out of the woodwork, like, like Nolan, and he beat up Miklas, and that was a match, I put that as a really high upset, even though it's two ranked guys and whatever, because. Yeah, that's a pretty big upset. Because of how those matches have gone before, like a major. And I watched both of them and it's just like, Willie's too athletic. He's too quick. He's too good in the scrambles. Nolan can't go with him. And no, he can and did. And he beat him convincingly. Um, so you, Nolan Boyd's a, he's a tough, tough customer. And he's good at, he's good Boyd at Gallagher. Beat, uh, he beat Sammy Brooks at, at home Brooks too. last year too. Yeah. And that was a little less impressive than this one. It was a little less impressive because Brooks made mistakes. Kind of pinned himself. On its own. Or nearly right? pinned himself. Right. But, yeah, Nolan Boyd was, was uh, one, of the, one of the heroes for Oklahoma State. And, you know, I, I credit Missouri for, I mean, think of all these teams they, they schedule. It's crazy. Oklahoma you know who State. my hero was, speaking of heroes? Oh. No. Peyton Manning. Did, did you, you die there. inside a little bit, Christian? I did. I Christian know. is the biggest Brady. I, do you like Tom Brady because you like Tom Brady? Or do you like Tom Brady because you have done in-depth analysis on why his career is better than Peyton Manning? 
<laughs> no, I like I I don't know. I just I've kind of always liked him because my dad so loved Peyton Manning and just thought he was amazing. I was like, why does everyone hate Brady? I'm like, he's better. So it started as that, and then it just kind of built because my dad and I are just like that, just like the message. So you just did it to be a contrarian, right? But then I was like, man, he is awesome. Like he is, he kind of owns who he is. He's a fierce competitor, can considering the life he lives. Um, I don't I know because he's, he's with Giselle. He's and... with Giselle. I mean, he's not a fraud like Peyton Manning. You know? Oh yeah, I drive. I drive uh, mid-sized sedans and eat Oreos and eat Papa John's. Give me a break. At least Tom Brady's like Tom Brady's like I'm a rich dude. I wear expensive things. I'm fancy. He owns it. Plus he's a you win. Are, plus he's far you are crazy right now. Plus you have to consider how Peyton much. Peyton is a people's. He's a people right. Guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm sure. I'm sure he drives. He it. eats chicken parm. Uh huh. Wide commercial. He drives a Dodge Stratus too, probably. You know, I'm sure. I mean, he probably he's just a man of the people. Cookouts with his family in Mississippi or wherever. Uh huh. Sure. I mean, he probably does that. He wears Wranglers. Why? Uh, Tom Brady's going to Cannes Film Festival, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how can you say? Okay, how can you say Tom Brady? Peyton has painted this image like he's like one of us. Come on, Peyton. Who are you kidding? What do you think? What do you think he does? Do you think he goes to the Louvre? What, uh, like, uh, <laughs> this is the first time the word Louvre has been used in, on Flow Wrestling history. Do you think he's not authentic? Uh, no. He's You're fine. Right. Peyton Manning's fine. He's not as good as Brady just because he beats him. Um, Brady, first of all, has beaten him more than, than uh, by far. Four and, he's, four and one in AFC title games. Oh, wow. Don't we narr- can we narrow that sample size even smaller? How about we just look at playoff wins, Super Bowl rings, Super Bowl appearances, et cetera, et cetera. Brady's better. It's, it's not even an argument. Just wait. Pe- Peyton, the, the Broncos Peyton won Manning in spite of Peyton. Four, Peyton Manning has taken four different head coaches to the Oh, congratulations. Super Bowl. What, what, what is that supposed to mean? What does that mean? He's got the best defense. Peyton's a Peyton's a legend. I'm not. Yeah, and he also took teams who had to, he had the worst defense, and he still took them to the Super Bowl and the AFC title game every year. Mm. Next topic. Next topic. Brady's the goat. Brady's the goat, and Peyton is gonna retire because his body stinks. And Brady's gonna play six more years and probably make three more Super Bowls and win one. It's this time gonna be a con. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna look back when we're doing FRL six seventy. We're gonna be like, remember when we were arguing over that? It was crazy. And I'll be like, it's okay, Willie. Well, you know, we all have we all have silly moments. Well, next can't... topic. I'm not letting you get the last word. No, Brady. Maybe Brady is better, and it will be proven, and it is proven, or whatever. But don't tell me that Peyton Manning don't have crawfish boils with his family, <laughs> in Louisiana, and that he is a fake. Because that is ridiculous. Mm, I'm sure he just loves that double stuff. Okay, um, where where are we going next? Where are we? Go- There's a lot with. Can we? I want to talk about Isaiah White. There was a lot of news that broke. This was a a lot of a lot of big things kind of got buried this Patrick weekend. Patrick Dugan going to Lock Haven too. So Patrick Dugan and Thomas Haynes both going to Lock Haven. But uh, oh yeah, Haynes is a big one. Haynes is a big one. But I think we talked about that. We talked. Yeah, already. we talked about. And, but Isaiah White, yeah, Isaiah White to Ohio State. So he That's, was the last big chip, right? He was the last big name, unsigned kind of mystery guy. And somebody made the some people were making the connection. You guys like, on message boards and stuff like uh, Thomas Haynes probably off scholarship the next day. Isaiah White signs. Oh <laughs> like, wow! Oh wow! I I don't know why I didn't make that connection, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, Haynes is gone. Insert Isaiah White, and they he fills a big need for them. I mean, unless he they does, w- I didn't really think about it. I, I didn't have the time to think about it and how their lineups go. So well, unless they want Bo to just, you know, stop eating for the rest of his career and never let him go up. Although I don't know. That means miles got to go up too. Yeah. That's the thing. But I, 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 I say it's probably two years away from wrestling in college. Right. Right. So maybe, Bo. uh, they needed a 65, 57 guy. And maybe this puts, Maybe this puts Jake Ryan on the bench. I don't know. Only puts it only puts Bo and Isaiah in the lineup one year. Right. Right. But so it, they're reloading. I mean, Ohio State, man. They're gonna have you know they got two more years with 
both Nathan and Bo, but then they, they're bringing in, you know, Keyshawn's off the off the chain next year. Pletcher. Um, mm. Colin Moore is going to be good. Ohio State's going to be good for a long Also Kyle Snyder. He ain't bad. He ain't bad. He ain't bad. Uh, so, yeah, that was a big sign. Is, is um, you know, how much of a risk? Is there is there a risk with Isaiah White? Uh, I mean. You're the high there's, school guy. There, there's, there's the concern, right? Yeah. Um, there's the concern. I don't think. I think it's direction, right? How much is academic? So, okay, when when, when Christian's asking about a risk, he's Isaiah had problems academically. That's where Christian. That's what Christian's saying. Um, but there's there's two prongs to there's two prongs to academic problems. It's the ability to do the work. Are you intelligent enough to do the work? And there's um, making the work a priority. So. Isaiah has uh, apparently making work a priority to get through the clearinghouse. Right. So at least he has his priorities straight, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if he has his priorities straight now, hopefully that continues. I mean, just think about when he ran through that Fargo bracket that had Kemmerer and Stroker and Vincenzo and him. Uh, and he was just a man among boys. He was a junior yep. at this time, yep. and then he beats he beat McFadden too, right? Like, uh, no, am I misremembering? He lost to McFadden at, at who's number one? I'll tell you this though: an interesting thing about Isaiah is that I would I would nudge on the side of he's better in freestyle. Yes, I I, dis- I completely agree. When you watch that tournament, when you watch that tournament, and I watched a lot of his matches live, right, right, you know, right in front of my face, Matt side. He, his positioning was so ridiculously good. Yeah. He cut off the mat against people, and yeah. he cut off the mat against people that usually move forward, like Genzo. Uh, like a Vincenzo, like a Kemmerer, and he would cut you off, and you had nowhere to freaking go. And that is a problem when, if you step out, you give up a point. It's not as much of a problem in folk. Now, it's a little better with the rule changes. With the rule changes, but still, um, I, I think he's a little better in, in, in freestyle. Now, uh, that being said, um, I haven't seen him wrestle Falk in a long time. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to get his grades in order, so, you know, he, he missed a lot of preseason stuff. He missed um, the beginning of the season, so who knows? I don't know where he's at. Yeah. So a big, big signing for Ohio State. I think they needed him. I think – I like his game. I think, he'll, I think he'll do fine. I think culture matters, and I think uh, Ohio State has a good one, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. All right, where to, bud? Well, you're a big fan of T.R. Foley, right? I I actually am. Now that you mention it, me too. But you say but you say that, but you say that in a way that's like about. you say that in a way that that sets me up like I hate T.R. Foley. I shouldn't have said it. You're right. I, you're right. I shouldn't have said it that way. Uh, I should have said you're a big fan of this of his take. That's tongue in cheek, right? Yeah. So I know that you like T.R. Foley, as I do I, but you don't like his take on the Gilman thing. Do you like the take? Um, I think it's wrong. Okay, so the answer would be no. You don't like the take. Um, no, it's like I don't like the take, and um, and. <laughs> But but I, I appreciate so so a lot of people's problem, a lot of people's problem with his take. Okay, so let's 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 introduce what the take was. Yeah. T.R. Foley's take was that Gilman Thomas Gilman's face mushing is um, not nice, and that Agreed. there should be something done about it. And 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 but a lot of people's take was that. 
there's a it, there's a bias there against Iowa from T.R. Foley, and it's been proven over and over again. And is that uh, accurate? And, and that it happens to other people. And and but here's the thing. Foley, who I consider a good friend, he is a purist. He is a wrestling purist. This is not okay. This is not clickbait. This is not to get people riled up. This is not phony so that he's gets no. T.R. Foley is a purist. He he always advocates. He always advocates for being nice. He always advocates on um, the wrestling in and of itself over the extracurriculars, over the sideline stuff. Um, so it's not disingenuous. Well, to, to that I say there, there's there's a little history there with, with Iowa, right? Like he's kind of – the the mailbag thing, it's a pretty topical piece of, of, of wrestling content that I think a lot mm-hmm. of the community looks at. It's a, it's a big voice. Um, whether we yeah. want, whether we want to admit that or not, okay, he has been pretty negative tor- towards Iowa. Talks about how they don't have any fun. They, you know, it's life and death, and they don't do anything, you know. And that Penn State and Ohio State, Cornell, these are the only teams that have any fun, and this and that. So he, okay, so you have to know this going in that he's been gone out of his way to be very specific that Iowa is not having fun. They hate this. They're you know, fake tough guys, this and that. Okay. So, hey, look, look, let's let's make something clear. I don't. What, what I'm saying is, there, I, I I don't disagree. I don't agree with a ton of his takes in the mailbag. Right in the mailbag. What I'm saying is, I think they're genuine. Well, let me. Okay. Well, let me keep going. So you have a clear. Okay. So he goes out of his way to kind of insult Iowa a little bit there. Okay. Um, he's he lambasted. Well, uh, Gilman during during Flapgate. Okay, so you have this kind of clear message uh, against against Iowa that's been out there, not not overly complimentary. Then Thomas Gilman does a, a face mush, but that's the one that is the one he keys in on, not the ones that are were actually more prominent that happened and were viewed by way more people than Thomas Gilman versus Jimenez of Wisconsin. So he ignores all the other ones, but when an Iowa guy does it, that gets a spot in the mailbag? Well, you're just showing that, to me, that's that's agenda-driven, right? Like, why is that the one he's fired off fired up about? And he hadn't seen the Jason Nolf, JoJo Smith one, which I, believe me, I don't care about any of these at all. Um, these... I don't know. Maybe you didn't see the other ones. I don't so, know. Okay, so you're commenting, but you don't watch the Sc- Southern Scuffle Finals? So maybe you need to watch wrestling. I don't know. Well, I don't think... Okay, you know. you're missing Joe Smith, Jason Nolf? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And why was no one else offended when, when Jason did that? It's it's all it's agenda-driven. Well, I mean, yeah, that was... I don't know if it's agenda-driven, but... Come on. But I, it, it happens... It happens a lot of places. That was my point. I and mean, not not just TR. Like, just and I TR. don't. Again, I don't find it. I don't find it offensive. I don't find it a problem. Like, I honestly didn't it make you cringe a little bit when Zane was wrestling T-shirts. Did not like like Zane was playing with him like a a cat with a dead mouse. Yeah. And like putting his hand on the back of his head. Maybe he was gonna let him up. Maybe he wasn't. That right, is so like, different. That is so different. I mean, that's in the match. The match is going on. That is, um, that's psychological. That is. I mean, I, dude, I didn't feel great about it because I don't like to see a, a champion like toyed with. But at the same time, I get it. I understand why. Zay's well, I get doing it too. It. That's my point. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, that's. I I have no issue with it. I think, you know, it's wrestling, right? I mean, it's freaking wrestling. This yeah, is, this is what um, we're talking about. This is the sport. Yeah, yeah, it's wrestling. I like that. The, the weird part about it, like rest, uh, like Tr is a good guy, right? He wants wrestling to be pure. He wants wrestling, but he also likes. He loves MMA. Yeah, I don't get where it. the the objective is to punch somebody until they're unconscious. Yeah, I I don't get that. Um, to to not to be offended with mushing, but you know. 
snapping someone's arm off. I don't know. I don't get well, it. I guess, I guess you know, in, in when you're fighting somebody, that's the objective. That's, that's the objective. And, and I guess what, you know, TR says, basically it's a cheap shot, I guess would, is what he would be saying. All right. Well, that's whatever. Whatever. I don't know. It was, it was those kind of things are really non-stories to me. I mean, it's not an issue to me. And t- but yeah. it but it riled up the community. That's why we're talking about it. Right, it did. I didn't think it would it would have this kind of life. Well, hey, and even but listen, but I, listen. Let's also acknowledge this though. You say it's agenda driven, and you say that you say that Tr Foley singled this one out and didn't watch the other ones. Um, he Tr picked this up from a message board thread. No, I know that's yeah. That's exactly TR right. Tr Foley didn't watch see this on this Big Ten Network. See. It, yeah, he didn't see this and run with it. He didn't see this and be like, "Wow, I'm taking this angle." He was talking about something that's topical. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm done with it. Done with it. No more Mushgate. Mushgate. I, Iowa kind of poked fun at it with uh, when Gilman was on the Airdyne talking about how he was pushing the bike or something. I don't know. Look that tweet up from Iowa Wrestling. I thought. Yeah. Totally retweeted it. And then and then um. There's a picture of Gilman, like, taking a picture after the duel with, you know, they say, with all of his favorite fans and uh, and uh, a bunch of kids, right? So, right. Yeah, and, there's, there's some barbs going back and forth there. Okay. Where to now? Siberia. Siberia. Mark Bader is in Siberia. Or Mark Bader is in route, right route to Siberia. Did he get a fancy haircut? I don't know. It looked did like you see he that fi- a picture you... from the plane, and it looked like he got a haircut. He looked like a CPA. What was he doing? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I. He needs to keep it short. Do you remember when he shaved his head? I thought he looked great. I thought he looked great, too. We need to I have an intervention with him. He, he so, at some insists point, on keeping that hair long. At some point, it's time. It's time. But at this point, but also at this point, it's like. Don't look like, you don't need to look like you live in San Francisco. You're 40. He's not 40. Oh, my gosh. You just said Bader's 40. He is not. He's almost 40. He is not almost 40. You don't have to be a hippie. He's he's 36. Okay. That's not 40. 36 ain't 40. He is a young 36, mind you. And I'll also say this. At this point. It's kind of like a trademark, right? Bader has long hair. Don't tell him that. Don't say that. That'll just perpetuate it. But I think it's. I think there's there's some accuracy that, there. That's part of why he keeps it long. Don't say that publicly. It's cyclical. You need to tell him that he. Let's let's tell him he has to reinvent himself. <laughs> let's just fabricate something completely. Don't tell anyone, guys. Um, so he's yeah. like. He's like. Man, I hope it's like minus thirty, and I'm like, "What are you crazy?" He's like, "Well, it's definitely going to be like minus something, so it might as well be as cold as it can possibly." <laughs> exactly. Like, if it's minus fifteen or minus thirty, at that point, it, it's hell on earth. So, let's just let's jack up the, uh, you know, it makes it more sensational. I'm in Siberia, and it's minus fifty-six. So, yeah, we should be getting really good stuff back from there. We sent um, probably our best shooter, Tony Stolfa. Um, to Siberia with Bader. They are for Yarigan. If they, for those who are, don't know, the toughest uh, quote toughest tournament in the world, the Yarigan. In uh, they have Krasnyar. separate igloos. If you were wondering, they have separate <laughs> igloos. Um, but we should be getting stuff to do a piece. Snyder, uh, Steber, premium. there. Yeah, stuff to do like a premium experience piece and also matches. So, um. You know, some of our best there, Tony Ramos, yeah, all all of our a lot of our best guys. I'm a little disappointed, um No Dake, no Taylor. Not right, not not disappointed. I mean, I'm not being critical. I just would like to see results um of Dake and Taylor overseas. Uh at Eregan, one of the you know, premier tournaments. I think we've seen, you know, those two went on the trip, what was it, a month ago? Maybe not even a month ago. And now so I don't think anyone that was on longer than a month. Oh uh, yeah, it was in November, so two months ago. But not a lot of those guys are going on this trip, except for maybe Steber. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They maybe they have another tour they're going to go on 
later. I don't know. It's all it's all part of the plan, I guess. And um, then uh, we we have we have to qualify some weights, Christian. We gotta qualify some weights. I'm I'm concerned, Willie. I'm nervous. Okay. Um. So our our ladies had wrestle offs for Pan Ams this week, right? Yeah. Like that happened. Why do the men's freestyle not have wrestle offs? And maybe I'm just talking about one weight, and I'm talking about a guy that is maybe the coolest person in wrestling, Jake Herbert. But we have to qualify this weight. Jake Herbert is not healthy. Like He had surgery. He had surgery. They, they, they made him go asleep, and they cut open a part <laughs> of his body, and then they did fixtures to it. Okay, That happened recently. Okay, And we've got guys, yeah, he's the best guy as of – April, but things change, and from April to Worlds in September, he looked different. And then on top of that, he has surgery on top of already not looking good. And on top of everything, it is proven now, as good as Jake Herbert is, he's not going to beat Salas. And that that guy, what if he's on our side of the bracket? And that's what I'm concerned about. I want to get 86 qualified. And maybe Jake is the best guy. That's possible. That is very possible that he's the best so guy. So what say. if? But what if I would like we, to see a wrestle off between him and Dake since Dake won senior nationals. What if we don't qualify? There's other options if if Herbert doesn't get it done no, at Pan Ams. No, uh, right. Well, what I'm saying is, what if we don't qualify it through Pan Ams? Mm-hmm. Does Does Jake still go to the other remaining qualifiers? I or do, I feel like Dake actually talked about that he would he would go to one of them i mean i think yeah he would but yeah is, I, I don't know the proto i don't know that i don't know what they would do i would i would hope that they, I, they need to have an option there like okay if herbert's the best guy to go and qualify the weight okay then let's let's send jake but let's prove it out let's get a, some sort of measurement where jake measurement is. where jake is right where jake is and i mean this has... is this is big stuff because it's bigger than jake too it's not just jake you're qualifying your it might not be your spot jake and um i think the issue here is surgery right like i mean yeah um jake because has i have no issue with with metcalf jake going has, or right jake has proven in the past that he's the number one guy he's been on world teams um he's been on olympic teams um but where is he now, health-wise? I think right. that's the concern. Right, and maybe I'm hypocritical singling him out, but I think with a with a shoulder surgery, it's fair. Maybe we should wrestle off for all of them. Maybe Metcalf should, and and Ramos, and all the other guys. We didn't, uh, you know, whatever. Maybe there should be, but we need Ramos. We need 65, yeah, 57, 65, 86, and heavy. So only and heavy. So that's so, that's, uh, so just. Just, just all, almost just, all, just just all of them. Just all weights. <laughs> we only have to qualify every weight, but two. Um, so yeah, I I just would like a really tightened up process. I don't want to I don't want to waste this Pan Am opportunity. It's a great opportunity because our continent is not that strong in wrestling. But there's one really strong guy at this weight that. Did concerned. you see? So Salas has to wrestle eighty six. Yeah, right? he went ninety seven. Ninety seven at their I don't know at their national tournament, which. Probably he could win sleeping. Well, they do have Cortina, who's ginormous. No, I mean, I mean at eighty six. Oh, right, probably... right, right, right. And there's also that good. Uh, where was he from? Venezuelan, the guy that beat Salas at at Worlds. Do you remember this guy? Yeah, that's a fluke, though. I think. Well, he's actually a Cuban, also. Um, oh, is he? Yeah, I forget who told me that. But yeah, he was a Cuban too, just you know, defector or whatever. So. There's guys at that bracket, and you could say the same about 57 with Bon Rodriguez and, and Ramo, Ramos. Oh, it's, a night. It's, it's a bad it's, matchup. It's so scary. But it's guess a what? But who, right? matches I up, mean, who matches up well against that guy, though? Like, I mean, Russian officials help, but, I mean, other than that, it's hard to beat this guy. Well, it's scary, man. I hope that we qualify all our weights. I'm Jeez. optimistic. It's going to be tough, it's Christian. Tough. These Cubans are good at – I mean, I'm not worried about Metcalf. Metcalf – in, that's at a really tough weight, but yeah, but even even the other ones, right? Uh, I, you have to think that we are not going to qualify all of our weights at Pan Ams. I I we're not we're I, not going to qualify all of them. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. So that means you know we're going to have to go 
on the other side of the world for mm-hmm. our qualifiers, and it's gonna be incre- it's still gonna be tough. Yeah, I'm scared, but I'm confident. I'm, I believe in our guys. I mean, Tervel's gonna or whoever we send at heavyweight's gonna sleepwalk through it because there's just no one. There's no one even close to formidable there. But the other four, ugh. And I'll give Metcalf too. So really, there's just a couple. But I I don't know. Something to to keep an eye on. Maybe there's more process involved than I understand, but I I would just like to make sure we are sending our best option for all these for all these weights. That's how I I personally feel, Willie. We we went a little over, but this is important stuff. The freaking Olympics are this year, Willie. Can you believe? Yep, Pan Am qualifier in Texas, March fourth, March fourth to sixth, right up the road. Um, that is, it's a crazy weekend, man, because you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to if we're going to qualify Olympic weights. But at the same exact time, all the NCAA conferences are, you know. Um, Coming up. So you got the Pan Am qualifiers that weekend. You have EIWAs, Big Tens, Big Twelves, um, you know, all of them except for Pac-12s. Uh, and then you also have the National Collegiate Open that weekend. I mean, it's not so. Yeah. Goodness gracious, Willie. Uh, hey, run it back Thursday. Run it back. We'll run it back. Um, good show. Good job by you, Willie. Thank you for cutting on you. cutting on your microphone. Um, we thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time. We're going to be coming at you Thursday. We got a lot going on this week, a lot of stuff. Make sure you check out the updated rank- rankings, um, D1. We got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes five-star rating, and we will see you next time. Thanks a lot, guys.